Yes, hello everyone. Welcome in to another episode of the Full 10 Yards at Betting Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. As you can see, we're two-handed again this week. Adam's decided to duck uh, the Thursday night football conversation, but I've managed to grab uh, Liam back into the, after his, uh, I'd say jet-setting, but I don't really know if you jet-set, because you, I know you went to the Chiefs game in Germany a yeah. couple of weeks ago, but I don't, didn't you go, did you go somewhere else after that? Are you a jet-setter? Well, I've done Spain, then Germany, and then uh, last week was Devon. So not quite jet-setting last week. It was more me driving on a busy motorway. But, uh, yeah, it's good to be back. looks like me and Adam just can't be on a pod together. You know, the Chiefs-Bengals rivalry is just... That's it now. It's uh, gone to a new level. We can't podcast together. So, yeah, find out next week which one of us fails. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, yeah, infighting in the full 10 yards ranks. No, not really. <laughs> uh, let's have a quick look over at last week. I thought last week, I, I was so unlucky last week with some of mine. I mean, I only got two out of six, but for seven field goals on Sunday Night Football, none of them to be missed by, was it the Jets and the Raiders or something stupid? Like, you know, Greg Zerline and Daniel Carson. And then I had overs, overs in the Bills game, and that was just like a point shot or something stupid like that. And then the Seattle, the Seattle game against Washington, they were up by a touchdown, and then somehow just decides to to pull one out, and then they just go for a field goal. So, um, and then Tony Pollard had like what two rushes within the in the two yard line. Uh, I should have had easily had a six out of six last week. <laughs> you and Adam both got, both got screwed by the um, Monday. Was it Monday? Yeah, Monday night game as well because. Uh, of the way the scoring worked out, you ended up because they missed the PAT. It was 46 yeah, yeah. and a half. finished on 46 rather than 47. And obviously, the Bills, in theory, should have probably scored more than they did. So, yeah, I did read the sheet when I looked the other day and was like, oh, they both of you, both of you and Adam, both quite unlucky to be fair. Yeah, but never mind. Uh, you 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 got three out of three best performing of the week, uh, and the, all yours were like not ten to elevens. They were odds against, so you actually made a bit of profit. So um, happy days for that. Let's look ahead to week eleven. No more uh, international series games to faff about with, and. Uh, yeah, there we go. We start off on Thursday night football with an absolute cracker. Hopefully, it is the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore minus three and a half, one to two on the money line. Uh, the p- total points line here is at four and a half. And uh, Liam, like I said, I don't know if Adam's staying up for this one, and I know he didn't really want to talk about it because he's not here, but uh, it should be an absolute cracker. But it's one that the I think if the Bengals don't win, I think uh, with how the AFC uh, is kind of shaken out and don't even get me started on how the Raiders are five and five, but um, a loss here for the Bengals could be could, could could possibly be curtains. Yeah, and it does feel like I don't want to get into the uh, mystery Steelers team, but it does feel like if the Ravens win, they probably that's the division probably done for them as well, and they're going to get a home playoff game. So, well, to me, it feels that way anyway. So, yeah, it's a pretty big game, probably the best Thursday night game of the season, I would say. Um, the slate's not been great, uh, but yeah, you're right. It could be the playoffs done for. For, well, the Bengals or the Bills this week, whoever lose their game if the other team wins, because they are probably going to be in a battle for that six, seven spot, whichever one it ends up being, because they've both got quite quite hard schedules left as well. So, yeah, they're going to want to win this game. They're going to have to do it without T. Higgins as well, which is a big loss against, for me, one of the best defences in the league. The Ravens have been good this year. So, no T. Higgins, Jamar Chase slightly banged up. I think it's going to have to be a bit of a kind of Joe Burrow slash Lou Anarumo, the D.C.'s kind of special night to, to win this game. So it does feel like it's all going in Baltimore's favour at the moment. Yeah, it certainly does. And um, I think me and you have gone for the, bet, the, the same bet here for our best bet and each team scored 20 plus points. It does, like I say, we've had, we have had a lot of crap on the, on Thursday night football and it just does seem to me, again, we, we spoke off, off air before we came on about like, 
how bad kind of enhanced bets are and all these bookies, how these bookies are literally stealing, not, not stealing money from us, but, you know, dangling, dangling such a, a juicy carrot in front of us to, to take our money. But yeah, uh, both teams to score 20 plus points, uh, six to four. I quite like that one. Yeah, I like that as well. I, I don't want to say I guarantee, but I almost guarantee that I think the Bengals will score 20 points because of how good Joe Burrow is. And I think it would just take a bit of a, Baltimore collapse for them not to um, with their wide receivers obviously known for some drop passes but yeah I, I was surprised this wasn't more you know sometimes you get the 25 plus one where they really try and they'll boost the odds a little bit more but they're just trying to get you to fall slightly under that total but um, yeah for 20 plus I think it's a um, it's a good bet I think if you score less than 20 in this game you, you're guaranteed to lose so both teams need to to score 20 to get it so yeah I don't mind it and I think it was six to four as well so the odds are are pretty good um but yeah, we'll see if they kill us with the uh, the enhanced. There's quite a few uh the bets from a sky perspective. I like William Hill have got a few good odds, extra odds ones as well. But I didn't mind the Jamar Chase 80 plus receiving yards and Mark Andrews five plus receptions as well. Um obviously Mark Andrews is the most targeted guy um every single week when Lamar plays. And I think even though Jamar's been injured, he still looks like an absolute beast. So that's E. Higgins. I'd be surprised. If this game does hit 20 points, which me and you think it will, I do think both those things are likely to happen, that Jamar Chase has 80-plus yards and Andrews has five-plus receptions, and that's five to two. So there's quite a few good odds for this one, but you probably need a shootout for a lot of these bets to to happen. If it's a low, low-scoring game, then you very rarely win any player props unless you just bet unders. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't really see many requester bets of like saying, oh, player to, to have under-receiving yards, under-rush attempts, under-points. Yeah. Right. Everyone's just, just like, give me That's action, a... give me yeah. action. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl is the only time I feel like, you know, when you see the not to throw a passing touchdown or not to do this when they've got millions of requests. But yeah, you are right. Most of them are uh, are positives. But yeah, there's some interesting ones for this game and hopefully we get a, a good one because the last few Thursday nights have been awful, so... Yeah, and of course we do have three games next week being Thanksgiving, so maybe we'll be found uh, one one good game out of all of that. Yeah, but uh, Adam uh, has copped out and said that the uh, Ravens, his best bet was Ravens by six plus points is twenty three to twenty. So um, that shows you what he thinks. And if he were here, we we would make him talk about it for five minutes. But alas, we'll get him. We'll get him on next week's pod. Uh, but yeah, that's what you say. Should be a should be a decent game. Obviously, two um, two big rivals, divisional game. Um, yeah, it's not a necessarily a de facto playoff game, I suppose, for for the Bengals, if you like. But um, yeah, I mean, again, with the three point five um, line, if you can pay it down to get to to three, I, I would do. If you're a Ravens backer, especially, you know, Justin, how many times has Justin Tucker? had games where he's that scored he's he's made four or five even maybe even six field goals and wouldn't surprise yeah. me if he if he racks up i don't know what his kicking points are but his kicking points probably if it's six and a half i'd probably go over on that to be honest um I'll, I'll have a quick look at that when I when I get a chance. Uh, Sunday night football, bit of a sneaky one. This one, especially considering how the Broncos have miraculously turned it around over the last couple of weeks, they are two and a half point favourites against the Josh Job, Josh Dobbs Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Denver at home, obviously eight to eleven on the money line. Over under here is forty two and a half. Uh, interesting game this one. Uh, this was one of the one I kind of toed and froed a little bit on because I can't. I can't quite believe that the Denver are doing what they're doing 
And I'm not quite sure what to attribute Monday Night Football for. Uh, but obviously, they're on a shorter week or they are, they are at home. But Josh Dobbs, one of the better storylines or one of the kind of heartwarming storylines of the season, you know, obviously from Arizona to, to Minnesota, right into the, you know, into the baptism of fire. Um, and he's coming up smelling the roses at the moment. But how do you, you know, Denver defence is pretty decent. How do you see this one shaking out? Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, this one. I see. I'm not sure if Jefferson's going to be back or not. But, um, yeah, I was looking at some stats and, and before this, and the only thing that really jumped out to me, it's not ironically not my bet either, but Broncos are pretty bad against mobile quarterbacks, so they give up a lot of over yardage. I think they've only given up unders twice all season um, to the quarterback's rushing prop. So Josh Dobbs runs around a lot. He's kind of become famous for that, that crazy 60-yard run where he only ran 12 yards going forward, but he ran 60 yards the other week yeah. around, yeah. around in the circle. Um, it feels like it could be a game... If you're like me and you like Kevin O'Connell as an OC and you think he's really good at calling offense, even if the Vikings don't win the game, they're going to have drives. And it just feels like Dobbs is probably going to have to extend a few plays. So I'll be looking at some kind of Dobbs bets in terms of rushing yards and, and, and things like that. But I can't, I don't, honestly don't know who's going to win this game. So I've kind of stayed away from a general game total, stayed away from a win, from a spread. Um, I'd normally say the Vikings would win, but the Broncos have literally gotten better nearly every week from a better team's defense, running the ball now really well. Russ is running the ball really well. They're still not passing the ball great, but they're doing enough. And the Vikings, just a bit of a feel-good story. Their roster's not great. So, yeah, I'm staying away. My best bet is I've gone for Vikings over 22.3 points, which is 11 to 10. And there wasn't much else I liked, and there wasn't many player props up at that time. So I just think that for me, they're going to get somewhere around that 21, 24 point mark. So I'm kind of going to go with what I want to see happen and just go with the Josh Dobbs train and uh, support them to, to to have a good offensive day. Because, yeah, the Broncos are good at defending through the air, but they're not great at defending the, the run. So I think the Vikings can, can move the ball enough and we'll see if they can then win the game or not. Yeah, Madison obviously was he a concussion last week, wasn't he? So I'm not quite sure how well, let's say, Dobbs may have to do a bit more running. He has run a lot, um, especially when he's been in Minnesota. But yeah, he's a, he's a difficult one. My best bet was Minnesota plus three, um, which you have to pay up for. It's only four to five, though. So um, to have two, two and a half at 10 to 11 and then three at four to five was a bit of a no brainer for me. But yeah, I think it will be close. I'd probably take the overs as well, 42 and a half. I know Denver are good, like, as you mentioned, through the air. But I think. Um, yeah, both teams are kind of on a bit of a roll. Um, and I think maybe the offence maybe will, will fare better than the defences in, in this one. So I'll probably take the overs as well. Uh, Adam has gone for the Vikings on the money line. He said he likes the over as well. So um, kind of, yeah, thinking in the, on the yeah. same wavelengths there. Just, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I think it's just one of those, Denver have been so bad for so long, you just can't trust that they're good or they're they're better than average. Um, no, yeah. and that, Russ has been like that as well. He's like played pretty safe game or he's thrown a lot of either picks or near picks and obviously fumbled in four of the games this year. So yeah, he kind of sums up the whole offense for them. It's either safe and good or it's a bit of, bit of a disaster. Uh, yeah. I think the money line price for Adams is like 11 to 10 ish as well on the uh, A8 sports and sky bet. So yeah, plus odds obviously because they're the underdog. So yeah, it's a good bet. I think if you uh, think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, in DD. But then uh, perhaps the, the game of the week uh, is saved for Monday Night Football. Um, no, I'm not talking about the Dallas Cowboys and the Carolina Panthers. I'm talking about a Super Bowl rematch <laughs> from the last season as the Philadelphia Eagles travel to Liam's at Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I've got the um, 
the handicap swung around there. So it should be Kansas City minus two and a half, uh, Philadelphia plus two and a half, Philadelphia six to four underdogs, uh, Kansas City four to six. I'm not sure where I've got those prices from, but there we go. Uh, over underline there is 44 and a half. I'm not sure I've actually changed. Is that right? 44 and a half? It must be more than that. No, it's, it is. Uh, it was 44 and a half. Let me check. Hmm. There we go. Um, well, as you can say, well, my best bet is over 44 and a half because I just I reread it out and I was like, Is you, you sure it's 44 and a half? Um, yeah, this is it just is, one of those, I think it's gonna be one of those games. Yes, you've got two good defenses, but I think it's the, that kind of game, like the Super Bowl, where it doesn't really matter. The offenses are just gonna find a way to score points, whether it be field goals and predominantly touchdowns. So, uh, over 44 and a half was, was a pretty easy one for me. Um, obviously, you're a Chiefs fan. How do you did you enjoy uh, did you enjoy the international game and what do you think of this game? Yeah, I did enjoy. Did I enjoy the international game? I enjoyed the experience. Uh, the second half was very frustrating. Been a Chiefs fan, but um, yeah, it's pretty cool. My seats were right by like where Mahomes warmed up and stuff. So for me, that's like a dream experience. So yeah, it was cool. <laughs> Frankfurt's a bit of a weird city, though. I, I won't go into too much details on the pod, but there's a lot of odd things that go around uh, in where all the hotels are based. It's not the most cleanest of uh, of cities, but yeah, it was it was cool to see it live. Stadium was nice as well. Um, but yeah, for this game. I'm with you that I would go the over. Um, I think they're begging you to take the under because how good the Chiefs' defense unexpectedly is for most people and how good the Eagles' defense has been for like three, four years. Whereas if you actually look at the numbers, Eagles' defense is pretty bad against the pass. So if there is a game that's going to be high scoring when both teams are off a bye, it's a big game, island game. It's not an AFC or an NFC game for seeding. So I think teams are going to be more likely to be a bit more risky than if it was Eagles-Cowboys or... Chiefs Bengals, they're, they're, they're much more like to go for things and be a bit more aggressive. So, um, yeah, I agree. I think it will go over. Um, my best bet, you can't, what I wanted to put, you can't find at the moment in England, but basically, Patrick Mahomes' passing TD line um, in America for some reason is 1.5 and it's plus 200. That's the highest it's ever been. But mm. all the bookies over here are pricing it in minus odds. So I don't know why they're so different to what they are in America. But yeah, we'll, we'll see if that changes near to kickoff. But I've gone for Mahomes two plus passing touchdowns and the Chiefs win to get it up to uh, evens. Um, because it's so far away, there's not many kind of special bets out there really to get good odds. Um, so I'd have a look around near to the time because there's going to be loads of boosts for this game. But mm. um, yeah, I think it'll be a close game. I'm biased. So I think the Chiefs, I'm probably going to pick the Chiefs to win every game apart from the Bills, ironically, knowing me. Um I just think that coming off a bye, Andy Reid's literally the best coach ever. Off a bye, statistically, Mahomes is the best quarterback ever off a bye. And I think the offense will be good enough in this game to, to generate enough points to win, like you said. It's a big game, and I think teams are going to be a bit more aggressive. So, yeah, I think it'll be close. So I would just – I think that the money line is a safe way to go. And if the Chiefs win, there's no way Mahomes won't have two passing TDs for me in this in this game. He needs to be great for them to, to win the game, and I think he will be. Uh, and there'll be a few other props I'll look at near the time, but it'll be the because the Kansas City wide receivers are so random at the moment, you're getting really good lines. All the lines are quite short, and it just takes two catches to get it. And two of the receivers will get those two catches. It's just you've got to guess each week which two it'll be. So I'll have a look near the time, whether it be Sky Moore, his line's normally quite good. Um, yeah, or Marcus Valdez Scantling as well, who normally catches big passes, his line's normally quite short. So I'll be looking at some player props near the time, but at the moment I'm going for Mahomes two TDs and Chiefs to win. 
Yeah, does he does yeah, Vados Cantlin is the one that come, that springs to mind. I know he's recently had a big game as well, so he's not he doesn't usually have too many together. But um, yeah, no, I was just saying about if there's any weather, but it's it's just going to be cold and maybe a few gusts, sixty mile per hour, sixteen mile per hour winds, but twenty five percent chance of rain. So it's not necessarily going to be a weather game either. So I'm just trying to find a reason as to why it's one point five on the line. But um, there we go. Um, what's Adam gone for? Adam's gone for Eagles money line on this one. And I say, yeah, if it, with a two and a half line, I say you can either pay up to make it a three if it's going to be, if you think it's going to be a field goal, we'll, we'll do it. But yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't put anyone off backing the Eagles uh, on the money line because you don't get many opportunities to, to back them odds against on the money line. So um, there we go. Okay, let's have a quick recap then of all the primate time games. So tonight, football, me and Liam have gone for each team to score 20 plus points at 6 to 4. Adam has copped out and gone Ravens by at least 6 points at 23 to 20. On Sunday night football, Vikings plus 3 for me at 4 to 5. Vikings my line for Adam at 11 to 10 and uh, Liam's gone for over 22.5 points for Minnesota at 11 to 10. And then Monday night football, Mahomes 2 plus TDs, Kansas City to win at evens. Adam's gone for Philadelphia main line at 6 to 4 and I've just gone for the over at 44 and a half. They are the primetime games. Let's have a quick whiz through the Sunday games. If you are watching anywhere where you can watch it, the handicaps are currently scrolling underneath the, uh, the bottom of the screen there. But Liam, give us your best uh, handicap spread for week 11. Yeah, I was between two and um, in the group chat to say that the uh, Browns QB situation has changed that line too much for me to think it's bettable now. So my best bet is Chargers minus two and a half. Uh, this was three and a half, and it's been bet down. So obviously, people obviously fancy the Packers to win at home. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of the best lines. I don't, want, yeah, maybe even of the season. To be honest, I just think the Packers are not great. I don't think Jordan Love's playing great. The offensive line is not playing well at all. Defense has always been a bit up and down. That that they're good players on paper, but they always seem to give up a lot of points every week. Um, and the Chargers, I just everyone who listens to this knows I love Justin Herbert, and if I get any of the top five quarterbacks at two and a half, I'm normally going to take them at two and a half because they, sh they should win this game by a field goal the defense gives up the run a lot which is a bit of a worry but i just think when it's under three i'm just basically asking them to win the game and this probably cues them to win by two now just to screw me but um yeah i just think they're going to win this by touchdown plus with how bad the packers offense can be at times i just don't trust them to score enough points or not give away enough interceptions and fumbles so yeah i'm gonna go chargers and yeah i think they win by about a touchdown in this one yeah, Packers offense hasn't been great, but like I say, they can if they can run the ball at home against Chargers who go up a bit, then maybe it might be a bit close. But yeah, it always seems that whenever the um, the Packers score a touchdown, it always seems like it's hard work for them to score a touchdown. And yeah. I, I haven't got their schedule in front of me, but I don't ever think they've they've scored over twenty points very much this season, uh, or 21, 20, well, you know, mid. I mean, I'd, I'd be very surprised if they've if even got to thirty this season. But there's only one game in there they've maybe got to that. But Jordan Love's not really. Pulled my pulled, pulled many trees up. Um, the one I've gone for Dallas minus ten and a half. Um, oh. They're just gonna they're they're just gonna obliterate the Carolina offensive line. They've got no they've got no run game, and there's just gonna be it's just gonna be the usual. You know when we you know, we've obliterated the Giants, and I don't I don't really see even if they come out like I don't I don't even know what Carolina can do to to stay with the Cowboys. Dak has been so. Red Hot with and CD Lamb. I know, yeah, he's pretty much only Pollard that's you know still got his finger up his backside. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, 
I, I always harp on about it in every in every podcast, but yeah, pay down and get the ten so that if in some freak circumstance it is ten, you get a push. But um, again, like, this is a twenty twenty five point uh, margin of victory here because the Carolina Panthers just can't do anything. Um, they're just they're the worst team in football for a reason. So um, I'm just surprised. This for me, this should be a thirteen point five or fourteen point. It shouldn't be a ten point game. That just seems that seems a bit silly for me. But um, yeah, feels like they're pricing it against that Tommy DeVito line, which proved to be wrong anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like the fact that they underpriced that at sixteen and a half, and then they're like, oh, Bryce Young's probably a touchdown better than Tommy DeVito. It's like, yeah, he probably is, but that line yeah, should exactly. probably be nineteen and a half or twenty one yeah. and a half. Not 16 and a half. So, yeah, I think that's a good bet. I think the, the issue for the Panthers is the Dallas defense could yeah, exactly. not generate yeah, yeah. enough points, but generate enough field position that you cover the spread just on that, regardless of the normal standard drives that start at the 25. So, yeah, I feel like this is a good bet. It'd probably be yeah, a bit of a disaster for the Cowboys if they, they didn't cover this. It's nice yeah. to see you getting, getting on the Cowboys' uh, side again. You're, you're, well, you're leading it's only taken to week eleven now, but I, th- I think I did the Cowboys last week as well. But uh, well, I, I fancied the Cowboys on the line last week. But yeah, they, they're just they're just the, the defense will just kill the bad teams. Um, just yeah, yeah, I mean as Arizona aside, but they've been frisky all season. So um, yeah, is what is what it is. Uh, Adam, what do you think of um, Pollard's line? By the way, two and a half receptions, the smallest it's been all year. I know he's not played well, but it feels low two and a half. He's normally. Yes, yeah, the lowest he's had since he's been the starter. So yeah, I thought he, I thought that was a bit of a surprise. Was that just because he's played bad? Yeah, well, kind of. But I think they just like to throw. They don't. They don't want to dump the ball off to him. He's not playing well either. Let me just try and find his stats. I don't think he had a reception last week. I don't think they've really been throwing him the ball much this season. Well, maybe that's why. Um, I know. Been, I know he's been running the ball badly as well, but. Yeah, I mean, last year, last week was a bit of an anomaly because it was against the Giants. He's had three receptions the week before, then one reception against the Rams. Yeah, I mean, over two and a half, he, he would have done that 75, 80% of the, the rest of the games this season. But yeah, it just doesn't, they don't, don't seem to be, he's not playing well and they and they don't need to dump it off to him. Um, no. CD, CD Lamb's just, just, it's just open. So um, yeah, I mean, you could do just because statistically he's done it more more times than he hasn't this season, so wouldn't put you off it. But um, yeah, or you could bet Lamb 175 yards, whatever he's going to get again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that stupid streak going. But. Yeah, mental. So was it ten receptions and 150 yards in three straight? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lovely stuff. Lovely stuff for PPR for PPR fantasy football. Um, Adam has gone for Dolphins minus 13 and a half. I believe that's against the the Vegas Raiders and they're at home as well. Don't don't mind that at all. It's just a bit obviously a big line. Um, they should, I mean, they should do it if it's Aiden, Aiden O'Connell up against them in away in Miami. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably bat them to score by two touchdowns coming off a bye as well. So, is it their bye? Was their bye last week? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, took it after Germany as well. Yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. that's a good bet. You just just don't want the Raiders running the ball well in the first half in that one to kill you a bit. Whereas, like in your game, the Panthers can't even run the ball. At least the Raiders can sometimes yeah. run the yeah. ball. But yeah, that's a that's a good big spread, thirteen and a half. If you're going to take one, yeah. There we go. Uh, let's move over then to total points and round it off. Um, 
the big one, the big one, obviously the one that sticks out like a sore thumb is the one we're going we're going head to head against is uh, Cleveland versus Pittsburgh as a thirty-two point five uh, total points line. It's not a weather game. I actually, I will just double check what the weather is doing there, but it's not because of the weather. Uh, that is that that is the case. But um, yeah, I've not seen one. I can't remember something as low as that any any in recent memory. Um, no, the um, the game. Remember that snow game with Matt Jones and Josh Allen. You know the one with like the, the Patriots threw one pass. Yeah, that was thirty one point five. Apparently, I found out this morning. So it's one point difference. And there's well, hopefully you're not going to tell me there's a snow. No, there's no no chance of rain showers. But it says one percent and 12, 12, 12 mile per hour wind. So yeah, no no weather. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a crazy spread for a normal weather game. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I've gone under. You've gone over. So give it, give give the case for over. If I'm completely honest, totals I've been up and down all year. It's been hit one week, not hit the other. So I've not really been confident with my my numbers, and a lot of them are in that middle ground of they're above forty four and a half and they're below forty eight and a half this week. So there's not much I liked. So yeah, this one stuck out because I think for me the Browns are a run first team. So I still think they're going to score double digits. I'll say to be confident. Um, and the Steelers' <laughs> offense, the Steelers' offense, as much as I hate it and don't like pick it, has actually played much better in the last three weeks. So for me, I think that the game goes over 32 and a half just because I think the total is just too low. Uh, it dropped from 30. I had this, I had them over before the quarterback change. So it was 36 and a half before. It's dropped by four points. And I just think with the amount they run the ball, as long as they don't turn the ball over too much, then I think that the Browns will score enough points for it to be okay. And if they do turn it over, the Steelers could score. So, yeah, for me, I just think the total is just too low. And I don't like Sean Watson, so I don't really care who's playing quarterback. I don't think he's played that well. So, yeah, whereas you're just going to tell me how bad DTR and uh, Matt Canada no, are. Yeah, well, no, so the quarterbacks are bad, right? But both teams are going to run the ball. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers' offensive line has been dominant and like Jalen Morrow and even Najee Harris is looking you know, competent, now, yeah. competent at running back. Um, and they say the Cleveland Browns' offense, when Deshaun Watson's not been there, you know, it will just go through the run game anyway. So if you're going, if you're going to get teams that are going to be able to achieve to get first downs, I don't see that kind of big play rushing uh, gains in in this game. So you're going to get the clock continuing to run. You're going to get, you know, long you know, tw- 10, 12, 15 play drives if they're successful in running the ball, getting the first down. So, um, and then you know, when you run the ball as much as I think this this game will have, you could have nine plays four minutes off the clock and they get to midfield and then they get they get stopped and they have to punt um mm-hmm. and, and things like that so uh, yes it is 32 and a half but again it, it comes mm-hmm. back to this. So i just don't see both teams scoring two touchdowns and then you know, maybe the odd field goal and stuff so i mean I've, I've how, always... uh, how low would it have to be for you not to pick this out of interest like what was the number do you reckon if this said 29 and a half would you still have gone under uh, if it was 29 and a half, I would probably oh, stay away. Yeah, stay away. 27, 27 and a half, I'd be comfortable with going over. <laughs> okay, I like the range there. Yeah, I do agree with you that it's going to go quick. I just think that the bad quarterbackness could actually help the total with short fields and yeah, 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 absolutely. But if you're going to if you're going to just run and or like do really short passing game stuff. And then just punt the ball anyway. He doesn't, you know. I don't. I don't necessarily think they're going to tell. Well, if DTR chucks the ball any further than ten yards down the field, it'd be interception anyway. And then if um, Kenny Pickett 
decides to throw the ball is the Cleveland defense, and they'll just you know they'll sack they'll sack strip fumble, and and you know you you may get that's the only thing with with low scores is you you can get some freaky de- defensive touchdowns potentially that just that just kill you, and they probably will do in this game. Yeah. But um, yeah, again, it's a it's a divisional game, so like you mentioned there about not taking chances, I, th- I think they'll just fill each other out for a. a, a quarter maybe even a half and just run the ball a little bit and do some short passes like some out slants and you know whatever stupid calvin austin jet sweep type things and crap like that. <laughs> um yeah it'd be, it'd be on the uh on the on the low side for me uh let's see what adam's gone for adam's gone for under in the new york giants washington game at 37 as well don't necessarily mind that too much the giants aren't going to be doing much it just depends if saquon barkley has a day doesn't it really yeah well yeah with that quarterback I think that's a good under. My other option was this game. My only worry is the Giants' defense has been really bad as well. Like it's not them that's playing quarterbacks. So for them to give up the points they're giving up, my only worry is if you know Washington go and score thirty points themselves and yeah. you lose it. But looking at it for me, this is my second favorite because when you've got a quarterback that is that bad, that is probably the worst, maybe that I've seen play in the last four or five years. At least play more than one game. Um, I think the under is pretty smart in that one as well. Yeah, there is a, there is a chance that yeah, they say Seattle just beat down and continued just to flat track bully the the Giants and they're they're awful. But um, yeah, I don't think necessarily the Giants have much uh, interest in winning in winning them for the rest of this season because they can then take a quarterback next year in the draft. So there's my two pence. Let's have a little recap then of our Sunday bests uh, handicaps. Dallas minus ten and a half for me. Miami minus thirteen and a half for Adam and Liam's gone for the Chargers minus two and a half. Total points. Me and Liam have gone uh, under and over respectively on the Cleveland Pittsburgh <laughs> game. So one one person will be at least we'll have one winner in the in the total points column for next week. <laughs> and then Adams Adams gone under thirty seven and a half Washington New York Giants. And then touchdown scores. Um, say again, not not a great showing in terms of bookies. Uh, I believe it's actually Bet365 only do like five five or six total players now and that's it they don't bother going any further, yeah. any further down but um, I've gone for Austin Eckler like I say the, the, the Packers run defence is absolutely atrocious and Eckler just seems to get the ball whenever it's inside the 10 so um, he was only 8 to 11 the other two that I quite liked were James Conner at evens uh, and I think Pollard again against the Panthers Pollard I'll give him another chance although he is odds on so um, for, it's, a, it's, it's a bit short for someone that's not scored since week one but uh, what's your favourite um, I, I do like your touchdown score actually yeah I've gone for Cooper Cup um, 6 to 5 uh, he's normally evens at, at worse I guess or best for now you look at it um, so yeah, six to five. They've got Matt Stafford's back playing this week for the Rams. Uh, obviously, when he plays and Cooper Cup plays, the amount of times they get the ball, he gets the ball thrown to him is a lot. So in the red zone, that's their guy. They're playing the Seahawks. They need to win for me to have any chance of getting that seven seed. Um, it's also a rivalry game in terms of the division. It's a high total, so I think there'll be a lot of offense. Seahawks defense has been pretty bad. Uh, Rams defense started well and has now become bad. So I think it'll be a shootout. So yeah. I like Cup at um, six to five, and it wouldn't be a uh, touchdown week if I didn't mention Kadarius Tony uh, and or McCall Hardman. They have now decided there it is to price. They've decided to price them at the same odds now for two games in a row. So clearly, the bookies are just like one of these two is going to get a touch in the red zone, and they're both fifteen to two. So yeah, I think Kadarius Tony is your uh, is your man at fifteen to two. Your Chiefs touchdown scorer of the week. Exactly. And uh, Jamar Chase, I don't mind as well. He is um, odds on. 
but I like his touchdown score for tonight, and I actually like his receptions at seven and a half. I forgot to mention that earlier. So yeah, Chase at seven and a half receptions, but and a TD, which is just under evens, I think is a good bet for for how much he'll be involved. Similar to Cup, but Cup's six to five, so it's just a better bet. Yeah, and then just to final nail in the coffin for this podcast, Brian Robertson nineteen to twenty at William Hill, but Adams at best touchdown score, uh, best touchdown score bet, which I quite like against the Giants. Nice and easy, yeah. feet up, he can just walk on walks on in to the end zone. Right there we go. There we have it. Week eleven is in the books. Good luck with all your bets. I say we'll be back next week uh, to look at week twelve. Um, not to, we'll we'll probably be earlier next week, obviously, because we've got the three Thanksgiving games on Thursday. So it'll probably be Wednesday next week for anyone that is listening or watching. So it'll be a bit earlier in your in your podcast streams wherever you get your podcast. But yeah, good luck with all your bets. Please gamble responsibly, and we will see you next week. <laughs>